and part of your day with us. It's going to be a great morning this morning. We're going to continue our message series, All Things New, with Pastor Adam. Now, make sure that you've got your candle with you and a way to light it, because you're going to need that in just a few minutes. If you're joining us at BUMCOnline.org this morning, would you take just a second and click the online communication sheet up in the top section of the screen? If you've got any prayer requests or celebrations in your life, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning has become a special and sacred space for our church family. During this one hour, wherever we are and whatever we're doing, we stop and we unite our hearts and our minds and our voices as one. During this hour together, we pause to remember that we are not alone. Sorry. I'm just finishing off this bag of gummy bears. It's like my favorite candy in the whole world. What's your favorite candy? What do you like? You know, I love gummy bears so much that I have to like keep myself from eating the whole bag. They're so, so good. But I know that if I eat this whole bag of gummy bears, that's a lot of sugar and it's gonna make me crazy. Well, believe it or not, there's a moment in scripture where a group of people thought another group of people were crazy. They thought they had eaten way too much sugar or, or something. But really what had happened was, it's not that they had eaten too much sugar, it's that the Holy Spirit of God came down from heaven finishing off this bag of gummy bears it's like my favorite candy in the whole world what's your favorite candy what do you like you know I love gummy bears so much that I have to like keep myself from eating the whole bag they're so so good but I know that if I eat this whole bag of gummy bears that's a lot of sugar and it's gonna make me crazy well, believe it or not, in 1968, 14-year-old Jeff Ashby watched with the rest of the world as the Apollo 8 mission orbited the moon and then returned to Earth. And in that moment, he made a decision. He was going to be an astronaut when he grew up. In 1999, he realized that dream, and he became one of the elite few to go to space and one of only 600 people in the history of the world to see our planet from above. That shift in perspective changed his life. It changed how he saw the world, how he saw himself, how he saw others, how he saw God. There's a name for this. It's called the overview effect. It happens when we zoom out and we see the whole from a new perspective, and it does change how we see ourselves in it and how we see others and what's going on in that as the whole becomes new to us, the old becomes something we see with different eyes. 
Going to space might give us this perspective, but so can events in our lives for individuals or for groups or even for nations or the whole world through global events or through the global crisis that we're currently in. None of us have seen our world from this viewpoint. The old that we don't want to begin. You realize that the planet is really Pray that we would accept the call of Christ into our role in this global moment, that we would be the people of faith who have eyes to see what God is doing even in the midst of great challenges, and that we would be the people of faith ready for the new thing that God would do on the other side as he works to make all things new. We'll begin that today, praying the prayer of St. Francis together with some of our pastors and staff we encourage you to join in this prayer to make it your prayer today and for the week ahead. Let's pray together. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. And it is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it's in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Thank you for being here today. If you haven't had a chance yet, please be sure to submit form. We would love to celebrate with you any spiritual step that you've taken today, and we would be so honored to pray for you in the week ahead.
Hey, good morning, church family, and welcome back home to BUMC Online, the online campus here Broadway. I'm Lewis. I'm the campus pastor for our online church community. And if this is your first time with us this morning, we've got a special word of welcome to you. Thanks for choosing to spend part of your day with us. It's going to be a great morning this morning. We're going to continue our message series, All Things New, with Pastor Adam. Now, make sure that you've got your candle with you and a way to light it, because you're going to need that in just a few minutes. If you're joining us at BUMCOnline.org this morning, would you take just a second and click the online communication sheet up in the top section of the screen? If you've got any prayer requests or celebrations in your life, we would love to get the honor of praying for you and with you in this moment. If you've made a decision to follow Christ and come for baptism, this is the place for you to let us know. All of this is available on our app and at broadwayunited.org forward slash share. Now, if you need pastoral care, call 843-3942, dial extension 1110, and you'll get connected to a pastor. Here's a couple of things before we get started this morning. We've got an opportunity for you to see what's going on in the lives of our church family. Broadway's Got Talent takes place on Friday nights at 7 p.m. right here at BUMCOnline.org. If you or your children have a talent, here's the place to show that off. Just send us a picture or a video. You can email those to Ellen Murray Lockhart. Now, every weekday at 9 a.m., we're going to be on Facebook Live doing a daily time of prayer. This is a time for us to pray with each other and for each other. On Mondays and Thursdays at 3 o'clock, we're going to publish a new episode of The New Normal. On Tuesday and Thursday afternoons, we'll post a message for our children and students. Sunday nights, 6 p.m., Virtual Pathway Live right here at BUMCOnline.org. Now, this schedule is available on our website and on our Facebook page. For those of you with students, we want you to know that our student ministry is up and running. Youth group will be happening tonight at its regular time, but it's on Zoom. Check your email for more details. The best way to stay up to date with everything that's going on in the life of your church family is to download the app. You can do this by texting BUMC app to 77977. Now, let's go down to Pastor Laura and the band and worship together. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship. This hour, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, has become a special and sacred space for our church family. During this one hour, wherever we are and whatever we're doing, we stop and we unite our hearts and our minds and our voices as one. During this hour together, we pause to remember that we are not alone in the midst of these difficulties, that our God is still present that he is still working, bringing us together and filling us with hope. That is what our God is in the business of, bringing life out of places where it seems that there should be none. He is a God of resurrection, and he will not rest until he can gladly and joyfully declare, behold, I am making all things new. And so this morning, as we look around and we can see how the way things were is kind of passing away in so many ways, may our eyes be open wide to see how even more so our God is at work resurrecting us. As we enter into this time of worship, would you join me in lighting your candle and then join me in the call to worship that will be on the screen.
the tender mercies of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. We come this morning in the hope of resurrection, convinced that nothing in life or in death can separate us from your love in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We offer ourselves now in worship, trusting that even now and in every way, you are making all things new. Amen. Amen. I invite you to join us in worship this morning as we sing together. This old earth is fading And our hearts are aching We let go of our possessions Leave behind our successes To take hold of one obsession Only Jesus so we watch and we wait and we hope and we pray you will come and make all things new and we won't be afraid as we long for the day you will come and make all things new all things new all things new we live here as strangers Uh, 
We are loved by a God who is everlasting, who does not change. And when we experience the changes that we're experiencing now, some great and some hard, God sees us through that change. An everlasting God, the everlasting God sees us, and he hasn't forgotten about us through that change. So let's join in this chorus together. Uh, and it goes, you are the everlasting God, the everlasting God. You are the everlasting God, the everlasting God. Comfort those in need. 
children's message today, uh, whatever screen you're watching from, gather in, and uh, hear, hear what JB, uh, the message JB has for you today. candy in the whole world what's your favorite candy what do you like you know I love gummy bears so much that I have to like keep myself from eating the whole bag they're so so good but I know that if I eat this whole bag of gummy bears that's a lot of sugar and it's gonna make me crazy well believe it or not there's a moment in scripture where a group of people Another group of people were crazy. They thought they had eaten way too much sugar or, or something. But really what had happened was, it's not that they had eaten too much sugar. It's that the Holy Spirit of God came down from heaven and rested on them. God was doing this new thing and sent his spirit to live in people, just like you and me. And that doesn't make you crazy like the big bag of sugar does. No, that cultivates goodness and love and kindness and patience and gentleness and joy and self-control. So think about this. Maybe not candy, but where do you see the fruit of God's Holy Spirit in you? Do you see love? Do you see joy? Do you see gentleness? Do you see kindness? Do you see goodness? Do you see self-control? Where do you see it in you and where do you see it in others? And I tell you what, have some candy and tell your parents where you see the Holy Spirit in them. This morning's scripture reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 4 through 8, and also chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, where the Holy Spirit arrives on the day of Pentecost. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak, speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit 
and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence. I've tasted it.
let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for filling our spaces with your spirit this morning, for filling our homes with your Holy Spirit this morning. Thank you for um, the fact that there's nothing that can separate us from you, and in that there's nothing that um, really separates us uh, from each other. And so we are just thankful for the opportunity to collectively um, be in your spirit this morning. In your name I pray. In 1968, 14-year-old Jeff Ashby watched with the rest of the world as the Apollo 8 mission orbited the moon and then returned to Earth. And in that moment, he made a decision. He was going to be an astronaut when he grew up. In 1999, he realized that dream, and he became one of the elite few to go to space and one of only 600 people in the history of the world to see our planet from above. That shift in perspective changed his life. It changed how he saw the world, how he saw himself, how he saw others, how he saw God. There's a name for this. It's called the overview effect. It happens when we zoom out and we see the whole from a new perspective, and it does change how we see ourselves in it and how we see others and what's going on in that as the whole becomes new. To us, the old becomes something we see with different eyes. Going to space might give us this perspective, but so can events in our lives for individuals or for groups or even for nations or the whole world through global events or through the global crisis that we're currently in. None of us have seen our world from this viewpoint before was recently talking to one of our members and she said, I've never seen anything like this. And that's saying something because I'm 88 years old. None of us have seen the world from this perspective. And there's good reason. Globally, 3 million people have contracted a new disease. And in a very short amount of time, that disease has spread to every corner of the earth. A million cases 
in the United States alone. Almost a quarter of a million people worldwide have died, a fourth of those in our country, in just a few months. In Kentucky, 250 people have died and we mourn their loss. And yet we also celebrate that, it, that it's not more. A recent University of Kentucky study shows that if we hadn't taken decisive and quick action, maybe 10 times that many people could have died. And so we're wondering what to do now. We're at the height, it looks like, of the, the surge here in our area, and we're trying to figure out what is on the other side of it. We're praying for those who are sick and who are mourning. The economic impact of all of this is, is staggering. The U.S. economy saw a 4.8% reduction at the end of this last quarter, though most economists think that the real impact will be in the next quarter, and by, that by the end of June, we may see a 12% reduction of our economy here in the United States. Currently, half of the households in our country have been affected, including many of those who are part of our church. And I wanna to speak to you for just a moment. I want you to know that we're with you and that we're in this together. Whatever that means, you're not alone. And your community of faith is here for just a time such as this. I also wanna to say to you, to those of you who have suffered some kind of loss or who have had a reduction of hours or who have been laid off or have lost their jobs, and also to those of us who are making sacrifices just by staying home, I wanna say thank you. I wanna remind you actually that what you're doing is a very Christ-like thing to do, actually. That when we suffer and sacrifice out of love for the least of these, for the sick, for, for the vulnerable, that we're doing the very same thing Christ did and what Christ taught us. This moment gives us a chance to live into our faith in a way that's unlike any other time, a way to sacrifice them in a way that we maybe have never had the opportunity to do so before. And so I wanna say thank you. I, want, I, hope, I hope you'll see your, your sacrifice in the light of Christ's sacrifice. I also wanted to take a little bit of time to speak to where we are as a church uh, for Broadway. How's Broadway doing in all of this? And above all, I just want to say how amazed I am and grateful I am for this community of faith. Uh, we are something special. We're in this together in the normal times of life. And so I've seen the best of you, the best of us in the last couple of months. I was reminded uh, recently that the same factors that brought down the Roman Empire were the, same, these, the exact same factors, actually, that were the growth of the church, that led to the growth of the church. War and famine and disease were the very moments for the early church to step into Christ-like presence in the world. And I think on the other side of this, we'll see that we have been stepping into those same realities with the same commitment and that we're going to be better. We're gonna be stronger on the other side. We're gonna have a new perspective. We're gonna see us and the whole from a different point of view. One thing I'm especially grateful for is all the infrastructure, all the, the things that were sort of in place, the structures that were in place uh, that helped us step right into what we're doing now. I'm extremely grateful for our staff and they have, uh, they just, they love you and they have loved you well uh, in the last couple months by making changes and adapting and doing whatever needs to be done. And I'm so grateful for them. 
I'm grateful for our community partnerships, which really means that we have the infrastructures in place to help those who need the help and to do that in a sustainable way. We were doing that before the pandemic. We'll be doing it after the pandemic and we'll do it through the pandemic. It allows us to have our ear to the ground in some ways to know what the needs are. And we've been talking to our partners and right now most of those needs are being met with those partners. The biggest thing that we um, can do is actually to give uh, to Hotel Inc, to Megan's Mobile Grocery. Our Matthew 25 fund serves those kinds of needs and our Matthew 25 offering at Easter uh, brought in around $7,000. So that step is really important and we've made it uh, accessible. If you want to give and you wanna make a difference in that way, you can do that through Broadway's app. You can click the fund that you want to give to and those funds will go directly to those needs. And that really is the best way. Uh, and if that changes, if there's other uh, things that we need to do, if there's a need that arises, we'll let you know. I'm grateful for the online worship that we have that allows us to do this. Three years ago, we would not have been able to say this. And, uh, and essentially in four days, we were able to transform our homes into sanctuaries and to be the body of Christ spread out through our neighborhoods, through our community, and really through our world. And I am extremely grateful for the possibility of that so that we can stay in this together and we can worship and we can pray together. Pastor Joe and Cindy Hughes and our Care Connections team have been calling our members who might be homebound, our Stephen ministers have been serving those who might be older within our congregation. In the last couple of weeks, 200 of you have signed up just in the last couple of weeks for some kind of growth group, a book study, a room where you're gonna use technology in a way that you haven't before and you've just adapted, you've just done it. And I'm so grateful and humbled. Financially, over the last few years, we have tried to make wise decisions and that is playing out for us. 10 years ago, we paid off most of the church's debt through a campaign where we came together as one and were able to get us into a much healthier place financially. Today, I'm very grateful for that, for your faithfulness over time, for the conservative budgeting of our leaders. We've been saving and so we're in a much stronger place financially than we would have been. We were also able to apply for and receive a payroll protection program loan, both for the church and for the Early Learning Center, which gives us a couple months to figure things out and to get our feet on the ground and to know what is ahead of us. Our social media has been a place for us to gather, and I would just encourage you to keep looking uh, to that for content, for inspiration, for information, and for just the ability to be in this together. Through technology, we're still doing youth uh, on Sundays at four. We're still doing pathway at Sundays, uh, on Sundays at six. And most importantly, we're just finding ways to be the church, to invite and to grow, and especially in these days to serve. You are doing that in your homes, in your places of work, you're doing that in new ways, in sacrificial ways, in powerful ways. And I'm grateful to be a part of it, to be in it with you. I'm grateful for you. Now, the question probably a lot of us are asking is, uh, when are we gonna get back together in worship? And I wanna speak to that as best I can. I know there is a lot of uh, different information, different pieces of guidance out there. And we're gonna listen to all of that as we make this decision. Uh, right now, our community is at the height of our surge. And so honestly, we're gonna have to see how that plays out, 
how, how we respond to the measures that are in place, how well we just keep on keeping on social distancing, staying at home. As we keep that up, uh, we'll know in the weeks ahead how to proceed forward. We're going to listen to national and state and especially local guidance so that we can make wise decisions here locally in Bowling Green. We'll get guidance from the United Methodist Church, which up to this point has not set a date for when churches should gather again uh, in, in large groups. And we'll listen to our church council, which uh, is here for us to pray and discern to make wise decisions. We have great leaders and they will help us make those decisions just as they help us make decisions at any other time. I will say that just because we can open doesn't mean we should, and it doesn't mean we will. We will set things in place to make sure you are safe, and we will use the guidance that we have to make the wisest decisions. We'll get plans in place for safety and procedures in place for cleaning, and uh, we'll, we'll figure it out, and eventually we'll all be together again. Uh, in the meantime, whatever that meantime is, we are looking at uh, maybe there would be an intermediate strategy where we would come together using this online medium and be able to be in smaller groups, maybe in homes. I will say that this medium, the online format, will be available. It was, was before and it will be after. And so for those of us who need to stay home, who have to stay home or who choose to stay home, this, this will be available for you. All that to say, there are options. The church has been the church throughout history in a lot of different ways. And each way has its advantages and its challenges. But in each moment when the church has stepped up to being the church, trusting Christ in the midst of especially their challenges, the church has flourished. And I see that moving forward. There are great days ahead of us. There are challenges ahead of us. We might be giving up some things and we might be gaining even more. This is usually how it works in God's story. And so the question behind maybe all of this is when do we get back to normal? And I wanna spend the rest of our time speaking to that question. When do we get through the hard parts and get on to better days? What might that look like? Well, actually the early church and the, the, the space between their old and their new realities gives us some space to think about our experience of the very same thing between our old and our new as we struggle to figure out what is next. In Acts 1-6, we hear the disciples asking Jesus this question. Lord, is this the time when you are going to restore Israel? It sounds very much like the question that the kids in the, the, the car, the SUV, the minivan ask, are we there yet? It's the question we're asking as we wonder, are we there yet and what it will look like to move on? The disciples like us, they wanna know, they wanna know God's timing. When will things get back to normal? And their idea of normal had something to do with the days of King David, a thousand years before. They were still looking for this old reality to cling to of what they knew when they felt secure, the glory days of Israel. They were still working from their old frame of rec reference. They could not have imagined the thing that God wanted to do. They could not have imagined God transforming this small and sheltered little group of disciples into a worldwide global phenomenon. They could not have imagined that Jesus's death was actually for the whole world, for all people, and was a saving act 
for all time. They just could not imagine it. And that's generally how it works. We kind of know things from our old point of reference. We can't imagine yet the new. And so Jesus redirects their question. He says, it's not for you to know the time or the timing. And the Greek words here are important. It's not for you to know the chronos or the kairos, Jesus says. Now, chronos is the word for ordinary time. It's where we get our word chronology. It's the time that's measured in minutes. It's kept on watches. Martha Christian, at the beginning of this pandemic, uh, started a calendar. Now, the Christians have eight in their house. And so Martha has been marking each day off as it passes, as they stay home together, as if they've survived another day. That's chronos time. It's time from our perspective. But there is also Kairos time. Jesus says you won't know the Kronos or the Kairos. And Kairos is time not from our perspective, but from God's. The Bible will sometimes translate this as you won't know the time or the season. And season sort of gets it. But what it really means is that you can't measure God's time with human measurements. There's not a clock. There's not a calendar that gets it. It means that there's a thing that God will do in God's timing that only God can do. And this tells us something really important about this moment. It reminds us that God is at work doing something through this. And we can be sure of it. To know the timing of it and to know what that means for the future is just not ours to know. We don't know really the the chronos or the kairos. But it does tell us to worry less about the time and how long it's going to take and to use this time for a specific purpose. What Jesus is telling us is to spend the chronos getting ready for the kairos. Jesus told his disciples how to do just that, to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit, to to watch, to pray, to hope, to yearn, to prepare for what God was going to do. And I sense God telling us the same thing. Anytime I get too far out on what we should do or planning out ahead, I get the sense that the work to do now is the work of this season, to watch and to wait and to pray and to prepare preparing for eyes to see that we'll only be able to see in this overview effect moment. Jesus said, it's not for you to know the time or God's timing, but he does tell them what they can expect on the other side. And this is a point of hope for us as well. He says, shift your thinking from worrying about the timing to what God is going to do in the new reality. And here are two things that you can know, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and that you will be transformed into global witnesses. You catch that? Jesus is taking that that overview moment where they they have to stop and they have to wait to prepare them for the thing that they could not even imagine on the other side of that waiting, the thing that only God could do, but they would need to respond to, and that it would be a powerful thing, a dynamic thing that would transform the world. In other words, greater things than you can even imagine are in the the future, are ahead. And that is the gift of the overview moment. We gain perspective on what God is doing. But it does mean that we have to give something up. 
that we no longer wish for how things were. Jesus invites us to reframe our thinking instead of pining for our past, to pray for God's future. There are parts of the old that we don't want to return to anyway. And some of the work that we need to do is the work of giving up, to ask ourselves what needs to go, what do we need to let go of. And this moment, this overview effect moment gives us a little bit of that perspective. And then there's work to be done, isn't there? The work of grieving our losses, the work of giving up things that we need to let go of, the, the work of repentance and letting go of sin, the work of giving up control and learning to walk by faith. There are parts of the new that we can't even imagine yet. And so this is the work of creative vision. It's creative prophetic imagination. As we look around at the state of the world and we wonder what needs to be different, we might also notice where God is working to make that different world, that new future. And only those who are able to do that courageous work, those of us who are ready to pray and then preparing to act when God leads us, will be able to step into the new thing that God will, will do. It takes courage. It takes faith. It's not easy. And not everyone will be able to step into those new realities. But I have great faith that we can. That as the people of Broadway, that we are actually uniquely prepared to step into the new thing God is doing. There are parts of the old that we don't want to return to anyway. There are parts of the new that we can't imagine. And there is work to do in this unique season that we'll miss unless we have the courage to do that work. And so in the next few weeks, our messages are going to begin to describe the new reality of what happened in Acts, the new community that was formed and the new world that came out of that community. Spoiler alert, they gave up a lot and they gained more. There were dynamic things ahead for that early church, and there are dynamic things ahead for us. But here, in this season, there is spiritual work to do. This great pause has its own work for us, and each one of us needs to do it. It's not the work of constant activity for most of us, not the work of constant activity but of ceaseless prayer, not so much strategic planning, but seeking God's face, not pining to do what we've always done, but having the courage to see what God is going to do. And so this week, I would ask you to do something vitally important. We're gonna come back next week and talk about what that new begins, begins to look like, what we might need to let go of and what we might need to imagine for the future. But here, I want you to, to think of yourself as those first disciples who Jesus told to, to watch and to wait and to pray and to yearn for what God could do, what only God could do. I wanna ask you to be the community of those who stop looking back and even in the midst of our challenges to begin to look forward. And I wanna ask and I really have you ask God to have the courage to see the new thing that God is about to do, even in the midst of the old thing that is falling away. This moment gives us the overview effect that we might see ourselves and our world and each other and God from a different perspective. After returning from space, Jeff Ashby 
tried to capture this experience in words. And this is what he wrote. You realize from space, you realize that all of humankind is on that little layer on the surface of that rock. You realize how close we are to potential extinction. You realize that the planet is really small. You don't see the boundaries between countries. You just see one contiguous mass of land and water. I got the sense that what happens on one side of the planet affects the other side. So I got this sense of connectedness that we are all connected in some way. We are all connected in important ways. Next week, we'll begin to talk about living into that God-given connection. But this week, we're gonna pray. Pray that we would accept the call of Christ into our role in this global moment, that we would be the people of faith who have eyes to see what God is doing even in the midst of great challenges, and that we would be the people of faith ready for the new thing that God would do on the other side as he works to make all things new. We'll begin that today, praying the prayer of St. Francis together with some of our pastors and staff. We encourage you to join in this prayer to make it your prayer today and for the week ahead. Let's pray together. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith where there's despair, hope, where there's darkness, light, and where there's sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, and it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it's in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Here on salvation, purchase of God.
Thank you for being here today. If you haven't had a chance yet, please be sure to submit that online communication form. We would love to celebrate with you any spiritual step that you've taken today, and we would be so honored to pray for you in the week ahead. Also, don't forget, Youth Group is happening this afternoon at 4 p.m. on Zoom. Check your email for more details. And then finally, before we go today, I want to take just a moment to say thank you. Thank you for continuing to generously support the mission and the ministry of Broadway. When we moved our worship services online, we have been blown away by the way that you have continued to be so faithful in your giving and for your willingness to try out new things. We've had 73 different households give online giving a first try, and we've had 20 households set up recurring gifts to our ministry. Furthermore, we've had so many of you who continue to honor your commitment to our church by mailing in your gift each week. Thank you again for continuing to be a part of our mission of invite, grow, and serve through your giving. If you'd like to give this morning, there's three easy ways to do that. If you're on our online platform, there's a button at the top of the screen. If you're on our app, there's a button at the bottom of the screen, or you can always visit our website, broadwayunited.org forward slash give. If you use any of those different means to get there, you're gonna be able to make your gift very safely and securely in a minute or less. Thank you again for generously giving to our mission. As we prepare to go today, would you join me in the benediction on the screen? As Christ burst forth from the tomb, may new life burst forth from us and show itself in acts of love and healing to a hurting world. And may the same Christ who is the source of our new life, keep our hearts rejoicing and grant us peace this day and always, amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Oh.
been such joy to worship together today. And before you go, uh, I would invite you to stick around and see uh, a video that some of our Broadway worship leaders have uh, prepared for you. So with that, stick around, and for now, I'll say go in peace.
Jesus. Amen.